0: Everyone, this is Chris, and you're listening to One Cross Radio. And today we are joined by nobody. It's just me. Although Luna, the adorable, is sitting right behind me. I'm up in the uh, the attic recording. Um, what's funny is I'm recording one episode, hoping to take a, a about a half hour break. So I do have to put a time limit on this thing. Uh, and then going to be recording another episode later on. Um, and I recorded one last night, so three episodes in. Less than 24 hours is a new record for me um, I do hope and I will assure you that they're all of uh, all of quality And I'm not going to tell you which one is which so you can't judge um, So today's episode is one I alluded to a couple episodes ago Where I said I'm going to talk about the Clone Wars And at that point I wasn't sure um, how it was ...how I was going to do it. Um, and the thing is, I think I've settled a lot... Oh man, I really can't words. I think I've settled on a good idea where in today's episode, we're talking about the final four episodes of uh, Clone Wars Season 7. And as it stands, the final four episodes of the Clone Wars, period. Um, now, it wouldn't surprise me if they end up bringing back the show in a micro-series way... Or um, just uh, an anthology, maybe. Because this show has had three, uh, two cancellations. Um, or maybe, no, one cancellation. Uh, they aired the last episode, so then it's like, well, it's not canceled, but this is where it's done. But then fan demand was so strong that after Rebels, um, and still greatly timed after uh, The Last Jedi was what it was uh and then after solo where it's like oh hey fandom look here's this thing you love again um so clone wars has had three series finales uh which is bonkers and all all three of them have been good this one is the best one uh now before i get in i do want to give a particular shout out to two people one is uh our friend nathan marchan from uh the monster island film film vault um actually this is going to be three shout outs maybe four uh nope it's four so nathan Marchand from the monster island film vault he has been uh he and i have been talking a lot about clone wars lately lately so it's been a lot of fun so check him out check out his podcast and his writing it's all great stuff uh and i look forward to doing stuff with nathan soon um shout out to our good friends over at redeemed botaku bex and tim uh they are fantastic people and uh the great friends and great brothers and sisters in christ uh shout out to our dear friend pastor hector hector mirai from uh faith and fandom uh hector you were awesome to chat uh clone wars with and then you actually got me to give rebels another shot beyond two episodes and i'm i'm digging it more now so thank you for that and your friendship um Yeah, and you know what? Hector dropped dimes, so I can too. Uh, Hector also let me share um, something that was on my heart and put a chapter into Faith and Fandom Fandom Volume 7, which I'm so excited uh, for you guys to be able to read that's all i'm gonna say it's just i've known for a while but now that he's dropped dime i can talk about it and it's crazy exciting for me because i love faith and fandom and now i get to contribute to it as well which is just just ah it's awesome uh and final shout out and this uh, this person in particular i doubt is gonna hear the shout out but friends do yourself the favor look up on youtube and on spotify samuel kim music on spotify uh, there's a lot less stuff than there is on YouTube. I'm not quite sure why, but Samuel Kim does some amazing uh, epic remixes and orchestral versions of uh, known, known music. Um, some of the Star Wars stuff he's done, which you can find on Spotify, is just phenomenal. Absolutely outstanding. Uh, but then he's done some other great stuff. There's, there's music that none of it, I'd say, is skippable but then there's stuff that just for me stands above uh his spider-man mixes are phenomenal uh but one in particular is uh that i need to shout out is his version of the uh the x-men theme he's done one where it's primarily based on the uh the 90s x-men cartoon and it is just it's outstanding it weaves in the fox theme first class but mostly focuses on the uh the 90s cartoon theme and that's what the fans want uh so kevin feige i i'd be even more surprised if (laughs) if you heard this but on the off chance you do hire this man look up his stuff he will he will give the fans what they want musically okay so on to today's episode proper uh there will be more, more clone wars and star wars episodes in the future cuz there's just so much content um you could deep dive about the final four episodes each episode uh j- just with how rich they are with theme with mood with atmosphere with references with everything um but i i'm going to focus on the final four now that's not to diminish the preceding eight um Episodes one through eight are two different arcs: through the Bad Batch arc and then Ahsoka's arc. And each did a good job because each of them really helped set up the characters for where they'd be um, in Ahsoka's case in the final four episodes, um, but then also in Anakin and Obi Wan's case where they'd be in Revenge of the Sith. Because the final four episodes sync up with Revenge of the Sith, and friends oh my goodness was this just such an outstanding call uh I I cannot compliment it enough um the prequels are what they are but the Clone Wars before I would say made made them better um and they fleshed out fleshed out things in a way that the movies should have done or I get it that it's a series in comparison to a two and a half hour long movie uh so There's length that you can and can't do, but still, uh, the movies could have done a a better job. Um, Even though I enjoy them more now, especially with those anti-cheese cuts. um, But this, oh my goodness. Like As we're getting into the episodes and we start syncing up with Revenge of the Sith, it adds so much mood and so much dread to it that it's... It hits ya um, because the thing is with Clone Wars even though the trailer hinted at like we're gonna be tying into Order 66 what I wasn't fully anticipating was just how much now earlier I mentioned I've been talking to Nathan and one of the things I liked about it was even though it did tie in to Revenge of the Sith and Order 66 it didn't go too chaotic with it because um, as much as I would love a micro-series or a short season based on order 66 like sign me up i will watch every episode with bells on like i am in because it's such an interesting and sad story um they didn't let they didn't go overboard with it clone wars really did become and i'd argue rebels even though rebels is about ezra and the ghost crew um rebels did also, I'd argue, become to an extent about Ahsoka and Darth Maul, um, and and Vader to an extent. Um, the Clone Wars really did become a show about Ahsoka Tano, um, a show about Darth Maul, a show about Rex. And yes, it was about and prominently featured so many other characters, but with the finale really, really focusing on those three, I think that was the right move especially within the last two episodes um if we went down the clone wars hole too much um sorry give me one quick sec Okay, sorry, and we're back. I uh, just had a quick um, thing I had to do suddenly. Um, and I realized I was saying the wrong words. If we went down the Order 66 rabbit hole too much, where we went to other Jedi and saw all that, I do think it would have lessened the impact of the story to- being told in episodes 11 and 12, um, where as Ahsoka and Rex are coming to these realizations and uh, feelings. Like, we get to experience that with them. Now, we, the audience, know more stuff, but I think if you even handed us more, it would have lessened our chance to connect with those characters within that moment. Um, all right, so the other thing I loved about these episodes is how cinematic they were. I am, I am absolutely convinced that in some way, shape, or form, this was originally designed to be a movie um, just because... More so than any other episodes of Clone Wars, I feel like this was designed for audience interaction, specifically in theater audience interaction. Because um, it, it didn't necessarily do things that Clone Wars hadn't done before, where Clone Wars did character death and sad moments and big out loud cheer moments. But there's so many times in these episodes where it's there's a beat after it, where I'm like that that is that is for you to jump out of your chair in the theater going like yeah I'm breaking to applause um or murmur or gasp or be like oh crap or towards the end ball your eyes out um it's just there's so much there and the way the episodes start are you get the classic Lucasfilm green um, It's different from how all the other episodes start. So, The Clone Wars started with a movie. A bad one. Um, And it, I think, maybe the intention, maybe maybe strictly for uh, down the line as a DVD, but maybe originally for something like Star Wars Celebration as was intended to end on a movie as well. Um, Because even how the episodes end and begin, uh, you pick up the episode the next episode within the same scene or immediately after like two seconds after not five minutes not any any stretch like immediately after uh it's supposed to be all one long story and oh my gosh it's it's so good um the themes in which you go into this uh it's so interesting what i said as i said earlier the preceding eight episodes needed to get these characters to where they would be for this story slash revenge of the sith because this is a companion piece to revenge of the sith um ahsoka uh, having left the jedi order at the end of season five after being framed and then feeling the jedi council kind of betrayed her and threw her out to uh to just be a political appeasement kind of thing sorry i'm sipping some tea uh tossing her that way like she of course felt betrayed and then she left and then her story and i get where i get where fans are coming from about it maybe being a little some found it boring i get the criticism but i still enjoyed it because it showed where she would be um where she's out amongst the people away from the bureaucrats away from the stodginess the the bickering the debating uh the hesitancy that is within the jedi council um and she's just with people people who are doing at times bad things just to survive and she's seeing how the ordinary citizen in the galaxy has completely lost faith in the jedi that the jedi aren't what they suppose aren't who and what they are supposed to be—they're uh, now just basically a military or private police force for the Chancellor, and nobody has faith in them. And Ahsoka is now doing good, and people are, as some people are finding out, she's a Jedi. They're like, "You're if if more Jedi were like you, we would have faith in the Order," um, and that informs where Ahsoka is, because in episode in the ninth episode, you get that reunion with anakin and obi-wan and it, it's tense and i love that kind of thing because even though ahsoka and obi-wan had a fantastic relationship in the show uh obi-wan really does to an extent especially in this story represent sometimes the hesitancy the uh, the rigidness of the council we have to do things by the rules and there's conflict there because ahsoka's going to anakin and obi-wan for help with, um, I can't remember the character's name, but Satine's sister, who is part of Death Watch on Mandalore. Um, this whole arc is called the Siege of Mandalore. And then she's she's challenging Obi-Wan. And Obi-Wan's being like, I have to take this to the council. And then she's, it, she's challenging him. And he's at points like, that's not fair. And she's like, I'm not trying to be. Um, and that's that's really interesting. And then Anakin's playing Peacemaker. There's so many good moments because even though things are tense, you get some great character stuff with Anakin and Obi-Wan where Anakin's been questioning and upset about Ahsoka walking away and leaving. Uh, and then when she comes back, he's just automatically like, this is... Uh, this was the will of the force this is what's supposed to happen if she didn't leave then we wouldn't have them all she wouldn't be going to help we wouldn't be doing this and this this makes perfect sense and i loved that and that's a theme worth exploring later because so many people christians included can do that kind of thing where it's trying to force their view and their hope as god's will um or anakin's case the forces will and there's so many touching moments of Ahsoka reuniting with the clones. At first, she's like, they shouldn't be saluting me as commander. And Anakin saying, hey, uh, they know what you did for them. Uh, they've fought with you. They've seen how you've cared for them and saved them. Loyalty is a huge part of what the clones are, which is a great little hammer home for later. And then when she meets the 501st, the battalion, she first meets Rex, but then all the clones in that hangar have painted their masks, their helmets like Ahsoka's face, and that's just such a great and touching moment. And this is where it gets really good, because um, right then, as that happens, Obi Wan comes rushing in, and they're and they're jumping into hyperspace to be within the hour to Coruscant because. The uh, the council has called them in. The, um, the chancellor's been abducted and the separatists are attacking. So <clears throat> we are right at the start of Revenge of the Sith now, which is just so, so good. Um, and then, because that's when suddenly you're like, oh, oh. We, you thought, maybe, maybe we'll get references to Order 66 or some of it, maybe as the epilogue of of this episodes or so but no it is taking place concurrently with it um which was just such a great choice and then it really does explain why obi-wan and anakin aren't going on this mission um so then the uh anakin gives ahsoka new, her lightsabers back but he's changed the crystals from green to blue and then they work out a deal where Ahsoka's no longer part of the Grand Army so she can't command but Rex is going with half the 501st and Ahsoka and Ahsoka's going as a uh, as a consultant to Mandalore. because Maul has returned to Mandalore, and he is uh, like he is kind of running things from underground and it's it's really interesting I did that um I did not too long ago a quick thoughts video about how i loved what they did with maul in the clone wars bringing him back how much they added to him and then even on the quick thoughts video from a couple weeks ago about the phantom apprentice episode 10 oh man like just it was a stroke of genius and this episode these episodes would not work nearly as well without darth maul um so then as you're getting to uh getting to mandalore there's this amazing sequence where again i'm like this was designed for the big screen um where the mandalorians under the puppet um prime minister and maul's control go out to attack the republic forces death watch and the jedi um as they're flying in (laughs) rex says to ahsoka i'm sorry i don't have a jetpack for you she's like i don't need one race you to the ground and then she jumps out of the ship she's flying through the air not flying but gliding with style um through the air and taking out mandalorians and getting to the ground and it's it's just such this awesome sequence that as she lands on the ground before anybody else and then a ship that was crashing crashes and explodes behind her there's an audience like that's a a, an applause moment um and then, then that's the... It's such an apex. And that's within the first 10 minutes. So the episode keeps going. We're getting some good stuff. Um, but where it ends is a great spot. Of She's found Maul down in the sewers. And then he's like... He was looking for Kenobi. And that's a really... Of course that's who Maul would expect. Because Maul's just bent on uh, revenge with Kenobi. But then you find out in the next episode that... Maul was hoping for Kenobi and Skywalker and not to kill Kenobi but because Maul had had visions and a sense of dread about uh this whole thing at points in the second episode and Sam Witwer gave a career performance as Maul uh in that episode he uh you're finding out Maul knows what's about to happen he doesn't he he doesn't fully know about order 66 but he knows about the uh the clone army he knew about the clone wars that was revealed when he came back and he knows that uh sidious has a plan uh that probably involves the clones for the destruction of the jedi and there's just so many good moments in this episode oh man like i i I already went in depth in the quick thoughts and i haven't talked about the next two yet uh so i'm gonna try To condense a little bit, but some of the key moments in that episode I think were after Ahsoka talked to Maul and Maul revealed Sidious and the fear when she ended up escaping and then trying to find him and couldn't find him when she debriefed with Obi Wan. Um, that moment where Obi Wan's like, yeah, she mentioned Sidious and then Obi Wan revealed what they knew, which was very little except, uh, Dooku had mentioned sidious in attack of the clones and then he's like but we can't ask Dooku any more questions um basically and she's like why he's like anakin killed him while we were rescuing the chancellor which then gets you like oh and there's a brief moment where ahsoka seems a little bit shocked but then moves on uh and then she asks if obi-wan's coming to help and then he's like i can't i'm on my way to uh udapau um to find grievous And then she asks about Anakin. And then he's like, Anakin is on a a mission to spy on the Chancellor. And there's this great conversation where she's like, he's not going to like that. He's been a father figure and a mentor to him. And there's just so many things here where you're just like, oh, oh, man. Oh, because what I love about this episode is, you know, going in, what's going to happen to all these characters. But then the show brilliantly, just phenomenally brilliantly adds all these parts where you're just like what if she just believed maul like if she was like hold that thought i need to call obi-wan now come with me or we need to communicate um with him we can stop this or obi-wan was saying like i asking ahsoka to talk to anakin and she did not get the chance but it's just like what different uh, like the chance to actually sit like Oh man, if she had contacted Anakin and talked to him and calmed him down because she's no fan of the Jedi Council right now. She's not going to sugarcoat their behavior, but she does have an even perspective that does, that Anakin does respect and grown to appreciate. Um, like if she got that chance, maybe just maybe order 66 would, would, would be stopped. Um, and just those additions are so fantastic yet. So heartbreaking. Um, and that's the last time we see obi-wan um and the last time we saw anakin was in the last episode running off to the council or uh, running off to save the chancellor which is what ahsoka said in rebels was the last time she saw him so now we're what i loved about that is finding out that that's where there are you're the real the reality is really sinking in like We're going to experience this. We're going to experience Order 66, and it's coming. It's coming so soon. Uh, So then the episode, as it keeps going, you get so much great and rich stuff. Maul flat out knows everything that's about to happen. Uh, He even says, like, I didn't want you here. I was hoping for Skywalker. He asks Ahsoka to join him, and she says, yes, but I don't think it's for the dark side it's he's making his case like together we might be able to stop Sidious and she's trying to say like but the justice and the council and all that he's like this is done they are gone they will be dead uh the republic as you know it is done it's it's crumbled it's it's gone uh even though it hasn't happened yet Maul knows uh and then after she agrees to join him she asks what did you want with Master Skywalker? And then he says, uh, like, Sidious has been grooming him this whole time. He will become his new apprentice. Like, so much death will be on his hands, basically. And then Ahsoka just flat out refuses to believe him because of her love and respect for Anakin, which is, again, another moment where you're just like, oh, if she had listened to him, like, you get why she didn't, but if she had stopped to listen to him, maybe this could have been different. And this is the thing I love about these episodes. They just add so much more to what happened that the tragedy of the of Order 66 and the end of the Clone Wars and the culmination of the Sith plan just gets so much richer and more tragic. Um, and then there's just this amazing lightsaber fight. Ray Park did mocap. I, I'm so sorry. I just can't remember the actress's name. Um, but the one who was the in The Mandalorian, she was the um, the person who made the armor. Um, she did mocap for Ahsoka. And it's an outstanding lightsaber fight. Uh, and then the episode does end with the Siege of Mandalore being completed and the capture of Maul. Um, and then Maul... Uh, Maul is just like as he's being captured like just let me die like we're all dead don't you get it we're gonna burn everything you like he's terrified so then we get to the next episode which does start on a slightly night lighter note the final light note um, which was a great way because it's this very, very briefest of celebration that they've captured Maul and now they're taking him back to the council um, Ahsoka's asking about Anakin and if Rex connected with him and I can't remember exactly where it is but you know, like the she just missed him and he's, he was on his way to do something. Oh, he had connected, right, he had connected with the council. Uh, there's a great meeting incorporating stuff from Revenge of the Sith where um, Mace Windu was like, I sense a plot to destroy the Jedi. Um so Ahsoka was kinda there and there was more Jedi stodginess towards her and a moment where she could have expressed to Yoda her concerns about what Maul said about Anakin, but she chose not to, so again, adding more. Um but then as they leave in the Republic ship and they're going to uh they're going to Coruscant, then you get lines from Revenge of the Sith from the moment that uh Anakin ends up aiding palpatine and killing mace windu and there's just some great stuff because ahsoka suddenly like anakin what 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 did you do um and it just hits her because she's sensing it maul is in this borderline hannibal lecter uh, chamber kind of thing <laughs> and then we get the call of execute order 66 and this episode has such uh, like substantially less dialogue than other episodes, but it's it's all the better for it because there's just so much confusion for Ahsoka about why this is happening. Um, and then Rex, right before he starts shooting at her, other clones circle her and oh, like aim their aim their rifles. Um, and then he's like, "I'll do it." And then right before he starts going, he's like he references fives who was a clone who i think it was maybe tup and then fives but there in season 6 there was a clone whose um mood chip or whatever it's called um it it got infected somehow and then he executed a jedi before he went right into a uh, execute order 66 mode and then Fives became aware of it and the whole conspiracy, but then he was he was shot. Nobody he was killed. Nobody believed him or took him seriously enough. So, Ahsoka's then fleeing through the Star Destroyer, the music from when Order sixty six in the movie was happening, uh, was happening, or when actually no, it was when Anakin was uh, wiping out the Trade Federa- Federation and then standing on the bridge looking all sad with the Sith eyes, but the single tear, which was a great choice um oh man it was just above and beyond and then ahsoka's like dodging people she releases maul um and he's like won't you give me a chance to defend myself she's like i'm not trying to have you defend yourself you're the distraction uh and then you get hallway sequences not just one but various sequences of maul wrecking battalions of troops with clones like he doesn't have a lightsaber he is throwing doors panels through clones and it's just awesome uh ahsoka eventually finds r7 her old astromech droid and a couple others and they help her she's able to stun rex and basically get the chip out um which leads to a great moment of their camped in the med bay the droids have sealed the door like cauterized it um or solderized, anyways um and it's just so good because it adds to the tension of the clone uh clone battalion is trying to break in and she's like rex like how many of this is uh, how many like how big is this like what are we looking at and then he's like it's everyone it's everyone in the grand army of the republic it's everyone which is just so good um and then we get to the final episode which i love i love so much again there's not much dialogue there's so many great action scenes of maul destroying the star destroyer i love how focused the story becomes because it really does become on them um which is i think what it needed to be as much as i would love more stuff like i said earlier it made you feel what was happening so much more Um, And even though you know these characters survive, because all three of them show up in Rebels, which, that's the only thing, but that's not the fault of anybody. Um, It's just how it was. It just would have made other moments even more tense. Um, But it's still so sad, because you're dealing with these other clones that you know that you've grown to like these characters, who are now suddenly forced to be evil. Um, And they're just programmed that way. You're getting such great music such a great plot where maul destroys the hyperdrive room at one point he uses what the force to use one clone to shoot two others he's throwing people at each other um he then escapes leaving ahsoka and rex on a star destroyer um that because of what he's done is destined to crash on a moon um you get so much great stuff the three droids who are helping them get killed which has a brief sad moment um and then you get this awesome sequence where it seems like how are they going to get out of this? They're not going to. Which even though you know all of these characters are going to live, um, they still make you give you those moments. Which, like I said, if if we didn't know because of Rebels before, I think you could have that would have made it even more tense. Um, but then, almost I I think I don't know for sure, but to me it reminded me a lot of uh, one or two sequences from the the old the not old but the forced unleash video games where you're diving through the air to catch someone uh, catch up with someone Um, but then also in the second one when you're diving from a ship that's crashing uh, to the land there's a sequence where Rex is trying to catch Ahsoka as the Star Destroyer is crashing and it's it's such a good thing and then it ends solemnly and I don't think there's words for the last like four minutes, three or four minutes. Um, and then the Star Destroyer crashes. And then we get a moment where you've, in front of the crashed Star Destroyer, Ahsoka has made uh, graves for so many of the clones. And it's just these shots of their helmets with her face on in front of the, uh, like on just on sticks as tombstones. Which. Hits it hits hard, um, and then as it goes on, it's she drops her lightsabers, and that's the last you see of Ahsoka. Now, her canon novel, uh, I think, does fill in some of the blanks, but I loved that. And then, something even more, which I was like, (gasps) um, you get to the plant, you're back on the planet, there's a shot of uh, an imperial shuttle landing, you have no idea. How long it's been, uh, but long enough, because the planet's covered in snow. There's snow troopers, uh, but then there's Darth Vader, who says nothing. It's just the iconic breathing, and then as he's walking around, he comes across um, the cra- like they're checking out this crashed uh Republic uh, Republic cruiser, what you would now call a star destroyer, um, and then he he comes across ahsoka's lightsaber and it's just silent there's him looking at it he turns it on maybe some sad incidental music in the background he just he looks at it uh you can see his eyes through it as he's looking up in the sky and all of it i think is just like him feeling it and contemplating about the fate of his his apprentice um whether or not she's dead but believing she is and that's powerful that you didn't get any moment any dialogue um and then he just turns around and walks away and then you get the shot of as he's walking away his reflection in the visor of one of the helmets with her face in the snow and that's how the show ends and it it hit me the first time I watched but especially on the second time I watched I'm not going to lie I almost cried um I was tearing up just cuz I was talking with some friends about this afterwards. And what I loved so much about this is some some of them were saying like it it grew on them because they were like wanting more emotional resolution. And I'm just like, I don't think that was the story. And we know ultimately what's going to happen with these characters. We know what's ultimately going to happen with Vader. We know that for the most part, these characters all or most have happy endings but this didn't even give a hint of that this just ended so somberly and I don't think there was any other way to end this and I loved that Star Wars so much is about the hope, even in the darker even in the darker movies and stories, they end on cliffhangers that still give you hope hope for redemption hope for finding Han hope for a new hope as Revenge of the Sith ended um, this didn't this had such a bleak ending because now everything that happened in the Revenge of the Sith happened but Maul escaped the clones that we loved are dead after they turned on their friends the Jedi are dead Ahsoka's running Anakin who got developed into such a great hero and fantastic character throughout the show is now Darth Vader, the character that we know and love, but we know what he represents. And that's where it ends. It's such a bleak ending, but so powerful that it just hit me. It hit me so hard and still does where I'm just like, oh man, I'm getting, I'm getting emotional. Um, And that's where the Clone Wars succeeded so well, um, where the prequels didn't. It made you so much more invested and flushed people out that the clones aren't just a faceless army. Uh, Even though they all look alike, they all have individual personalities. All the Jedi got so developed. So many people got so developed that when they did their actions, it hit you. And the show deserves so much credit, and these last episodes in particular, for taking other great characters, but making them some of the best characters in the entirety of the franchise. Um, I've said it before, and I'm going to say it again. These four episodes, the entire Siege of Mandalore arc, uh, for me, it is the best Star Wars that has come out in... I, you know what? I might say the best Star Wars that's come out since Return of the Jedi. And there's been so much that I've loved. Uh, even the stuff where I don't enjoy it as much, or even though time has made it gotten better, i.e. the prequels, hopefully the sequels. Um, this, These four episodes, are, I would describe them as utter perfection. And just the best that Star Wars could possibly be it is they are so good um just it, it hit me so much and there's so many themes and such an atmosphere and such a somberness that it it just hit me so much um yeah okay so that's where i'm ending it because i'm just gonna repeat myself but let me know in the comments what did you think uh how much Did you love these episodes? Which one of the four is your favorite? Um, To me, it's weird. As much as I say, I don't want to say any one is bad. None of them are bad. They're all great for their own reasons. But I think the one that stands out the most to me is episode 10, The Phantom Apprentice. Um, It is like all four are amazing and worthy of a deep dive. But I think that there was just even more. Um, in The Phantom Apprentice. It was just that step beyond as well. Um, But let me know in the comments, what was your favorite of the four? What did you think of the series finale of Clone Wars? Did it hit you like it did me? Um, Did it make you want more Clone Wars? Did it make you excited for more Star Wars? Um, Yeah, let me know. All that being said, I hope you had a wonderful day. Hope you enjoyed today's episode. God bless my friends and take care. Peace.